Hey everyone, welcome to our midweek prophecy update and uh, I am going to do my best to give you some hope in a world that has uh, no hope. But, be but first, before we go there, just want to let you know about a couple of things. Uh, we now have our own server at hopeforourtimes.com. You're probably watching this on YouTube. You can also watch on our website, hopeforourtimes.com. And within the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be putting videos on my website, again, hopeforourtimes.com, videos that I'm not allowed to have on YouTube. So I'll be sharing some of those. I'll let you know when I post those. And uh, it's going to give us a little bit more of an opportunity to say a few more things. And then also this Sunday evening at 4 p.m. on the West Coast of the United States, I'm going to be having a live uh, update for you. Again, it's going to be live. I'm excited about it. It's going to be great. That is this Sunday uh, evening here on the West Coast, uh, wherever it is, wherever you are watching from throughout the world. I also want to welcome everybody that's watching this video right now. I know that people are literally watching from all different points on the globe, Australia, Canada, uh, over in the Mideast, even down in Mexico and over in Russia and different parts of Europe. Thank you for joining us. And then one final thing, if you're watching this on Wednesday, uh, please know that this evening I'm going to be uh, speaking, I'm going to be a guest with uh, James Cadiz on a program called Our Watch. That's on YouTube. You can go to Our Watch, O-U-R-W-A-T-H. Our Watch, go there. Uh, it'll be uh, California time, I believe, at 7 o'clock Wednesday night. If you get a chance to join us, it'll be James and myself. I'm excited about being able to uh, host and co-host that uh, with James. But let's get going uh, to where we need to go right now. So you ready? Okay, let's think of this. Revelation chapter 16, you come to all the different judgments that the world has gone through. That's talking about the coming tribulation period. At the end, you have the time of Armageddon. The Bible says this, Revelation chapter 16, verse 12, then the sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up so that the way of the kings from the east might be prepared. I'm not going to talk about the kings from the east right now. I'm not going to talk about the dried up Euphrates River right now, but let's move on. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon, that would be Satan, out of the mouth of the beast, that would be Antichrist, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. So you have these demons, for they are spirits of demons performing signs which go out to the kings of the earth and to the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. And they gathered them together to the place called in Hebrew Armageddon. So this is at the end of the tribulation period. We have the final judgments coming and there's a battle of Armageddon. And then Jesus says this in verse 15, behold, I am coming as a thief. Blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. Listen, God, the Lord Jesus Christ himself, promises a blessing to those who keep, to those who watch and to those who keep themselves ready. You're ready for the Lord's return. You've been watching. There's so much distraction right now from people saying, don't pay attention to this. Don't be thinking that we're living near the last days and, and, and people don't want us to pay attention. But Jesus says, listen, there's a blessing for you because you're a watcher, you're paying attention, you're reading your Bible, you're making the connection. And you've also understood that knowing these things makes you to make sure that you are prepared uh, to go home with the Lord. 
that you aren't living a life that is separate from God, proclaiming to know Jesus, but ignoring the signs, saying you don't need Jesus and all that stuff. No, you're someone who's paying attention and you're getting yourself ready. Well, let me connect some dots with all of that because Jesus promises a blessing for those who watch. This comes from John. Uh, he sent this to me from New York. John is someone that I would consider a contributor. He's blessed me many times with some of the things that he sent me. He wrote this, global energy crisis spreads to Brazil. In India, world's largest commodity traders face massive margin calls. As global nat gas arb explodes, Texas company offers truckers $14,000 a week amid historic driver shortage and then so forth. And then he writes this, you probably think that things will get back to normal, but that is not the case. And you have very little time to prepare for the worst winter, anyone who did not live through the Great Depression. You desperately need food, water, and fuel. You desperately need the ability to heat your home without electricity or to generate your own for weeks or even months. With, with the particular mandates due to cause uh, truck drivers to quit re or retire, um, November 1st, by November 1st, already the shortage of drivers is destroying the ability to avoid complete collapse of the economic system. Huge numbers of trucks now sit broken down due to a lack of spare parts. Many tell me of not being able to find parts for their cars and trucks. Simple parts like CV joints and axles normally in stock now take weeks if you can get them at all. When the system dies, it will be virtually impossible to restart it because nothing is local anymore. No local manufacturing, no local power production. Uh, he writes this, read about Weimar Germany, about how the elderly froze and starved to death, how the children suffered from malnutrition. This is what brought Hitler to power as a savior. The system has been designed to fail catastrophically, and it will very suddenly. Then he wrote a lot more I'll get to in just a minute if I can. But I think of this. Listen, there's a lot of chaos, and it appears there's going to be more chaos developing. Listen, I cannot encourage you enough to stay focused. Don't turn to the left. Don't turn to the right. Now more than ever, you need to stay focused. You need to stay focused right here on God's Word because God tells us the direction that things are going to go. So when you get discouraged, when you're, when you're beaten down or whatever it is, remember the words of Jesus. Revelation chapter 16, behold, I am coming as a thief. What does a thief come upon? Those who are surprised, the people who aren't looking for someone to show up. Listen, behold, I'm coming as a thief. Jesus is going to come like a thief to those who don't know him, to those who are not ready. But then he says, blessed is the one who watches and keeps his garments. He's, he's, he's ready to go. I think of the words of Corey Ten Boom who said to one of her friends when she was greatly discouraged and she told her, whenever you are sad, read the last chapter of the Bible. That's going to lift you up. In the last chapter of the Bible, we find out how it all works out. Jesus is coming. So be encouraged, folks. Be encouraged because, quite frankly, before Jesus comes, it appears from the Bible, things are not going to go back to normal. Things are going to get more difficult. But those are signs that the Bible gives us not to scare us, but to prepare us so we won't be shocked, so you will stay focused, so your feet are going to stay on solid ground, firmly planted on his word and the Lord Jesus Christ. And then John continues, earlier this year, La Nina, a weather pattern brought drought to Brazil, but plenty of water to northeastern America, uh, South America that filled up dams in Colombia to historically high levels. 
another round of La Nina, which, is, which the U.S. Climate Prediction Center ha said has a 70% chance of forming this fall and winter, could delay the rainy season in Brazil and trigger power disruptions that would have drastic economic impacts. And then he goes on and talks about India. And he says India faces a power crisis for several different reasons than Brazil. The country's 135 thermal power plants are experiencing extremely low coal supplies from 13 days of supplies just a few uh, weeks ago to only four days of, of supplies this last Friday. And then he goes on, talks about various things. Then you read the news about what's going on in China. Listen, China has devastating things that are beginning to take place. Their economy looks like it's on the brink of an absolute collapse. People are saying this could collapse the world's economy. Eco uh, China also has a major problem going on right now with electricity, far worse than anywhere we are experiencing here in the United States of America. China also has another problem. It's with the, the lack of, of food. And they're looking at a very real famine uh, taking place in China. So there's all these different dynamics that are taking place. We're watching what's going on over in the Mideast. We're watching what's going on with Russia. You, we hear uh, China saying we're going to invade uh, Taiwan. And then we have here in America, we have the Biden administration. And somebody is the puppet master pulling the strings for what's happening here in America. You have look at what's going on in Australia, Canada, the UK, France, the Netherlands. You're looking all over the world, watching these different dynamics take place. And then I think of the words of Damon Duck, who wrote Transformation Happening. He wrote several different things. He wrote Obama's vice president was Joe Biden, who said on April 5, 2013, the affirmative task we now have is to actually create a new world order. Listen, Biden said that 2013, April 5, while he is vice president. Uh, someone who's talking about Bible prophecy mentions New World Order. They'll say there's no such thing. You're a quack. You need to be ignored. Yet this is 2013 from Biden himself. Seven years after Obama said he would fundamentally transform America in, in 2015, the UN voted unanimously to approve a document called Transforming Our World, the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. Listen, I'm going to do a message just on this in the coming week, and I want to talk about it. I have extensive information on it. I wrote about this back in 2015, and now we are seeing it come to pass, and people said it wasn't going to come to pass. Folks, we were watching it. So I'm just going to read the things that I actually wrote that have been published that are out there, so you can find them. And I'm going to tell you where this is going. I'm going to do that in the next week. UN Secretary uh, Ban Ki-moon called this transformation of the world the start of a new era. That was way back in 2015. The UN vote to transform the world went into effect on January 1, 2016. And it boils down to a call for the development of a world government by 2030. Okay? However... We know that there are many who want to speed this up. No longer 2030. They realize they've got this cart going. They aren't going to let it go. They're not letting it go back. They've got this cart going. They're getting much of the world to comply. And uh, this is the point. There's, an am there's ample proof that two transformations are going on simultaneously in the world. A U.S. deep state transforming of a... Uh, a of America and the globalist deep state transformation of the world. The Biden campaign committee and the UN even use the same slogan, build back better. 
What this means is you get rid of America as we know it and you transform it, build back better. We're going to tear it down. We're going to build back what we want. We see it going on globally. We're going to tear it down. We're going to build back what we want. And this goes to what the Bible tells us. When you look at the, the manufactured famine and the manufactured economic collapse of the black horse of Revelation chapter 6, the third horse of the apocalypse, when you look at that, that's what it does. It destroys everything, and then you they build back into their utopian world that they hope to build. It's not going to be successful. It's an affront to God. It's a world they say, we don't need God. We don't believe in God. We don't want God. But guess what? <clears throat> it's not going to work. Jesus is coming back. Hence, Revelation chapter 16, you come to the sixth and final judgment, the battle of Armageddon. But Jesus says, blessed is he who watches and blessed is the one who is ready. And then think of this, as Damon Duck pointed out, it was the prophet Amos said who, uh, in Amos chapter 3, verse 7, surely the Lord God will do nothing unless he reveals his secrets first through his prophets. Listen, we have so many things that are revealed to us, folks. Uh, and if you look at the Bible, it's through the prophetic, it's through the prophetic Bible that we can tell these things are revealed to us. So we can know, we can watch, uh, we can look at the signs. Listen, signs are given that tell us something is coming or what we're supposed to do or you need to change direction. You see a sign that says stop. You stop at the stop sign. You see a sign that says curvy road ahead. You know the road's going to go like this. You see a sign that says bridge out. Stop. You know, I better make adjustments. I better get my foot off the gas and slow down or I'm going to go over the cliff or plunge down into the ravine or whatever it is. Signs are given to us to alert us to something. The Bible gives us signs uh, or events, you could call them. But Jesus specifically said when the disciples said, give us a sign of your coming and the end of the age, he listed several of them. The Bible lists hundreds of signs regarding the last days, and we are watching these signs. They are alerting us. Watch and be ready, lest you be caught unaware as if a thief had come. Listen, watch, Jesus says, I will bless those who watch and also bless those who are ready. They prepared themselves. They are excited to see the Lord, and they are looking forward to that time they are going to see the Lord. Listen, God used, as, a, as a Damon Duck said, God used Obama's, Biden, Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum, and others to reveal the deep state plans to the world. America's deep state and the globalist deep state are working together to carry out the two transformation plans. And then uh, this article is just fantastic. It goes on. You can get the article at hopeforourtimes.com. Just go there, click on featured articles. You'll get it. It's absolutely free. But folks, when you start putting all of this together, you look, you go, okay, there's something spiritual behind this. There it is. Listen, God is sovereign. God told us it was going to be this way, and no matter what the, man's are, the, the plans are of man, a global deep state, um, a new world order, antichrist, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's not going to work. Jesus is coming, and Jesus wins. And the kingdom of the antichrist is very short-lived, but the kingdom of Jesus Christ is forever and ever and ever and ever. Listen, when you look at Bible prophecy, I can't encourage you enough to understand 
the purpose of Bible prophecy really is to not so we're excited about things or, or uh, we just think, wow, that's really cool or that's really fascinating or that's really scary or anything like that. The purpose of Bible prophecy is to point us to the truth, the veracity of the Bible. It is absolutely truth. True, it is absolutely real. So when you see certain things start to come about, you go, wait a minute, I know I can trust the Bible. And ultimately it points us back to Jesus when he came the first time and he went to the cross. This is what Bible prophecy should do. Drive us to the cross. Drive us to the place of hope and go, man, I can see the Bible's true. I need Jesus Christ. I need to be forgiven of my sins. If you haven't done that yet, I implore you, ask Christ to forgive you of your sins. Turn, turn from your sins, surrender to him. Do what Jesus said, watch and be ready. Make yourself ready. Don't be caught by surprise. The Bible prophecy reminds us that the Bible is true and ultimately it should cause us to be driven to the side of Christ and say, Lord Jesus, forgive me. I need forgiveness. I see which direction all of this is going. My hope is not in this world. Listen, I want you to keep this in mind. If you know Jesus Christ, this earth, this world is as close to hell as you're ever going to get. Ah, uh, but if you don't know Jesus Christ, this world, this globe is as close to heaven as you're ever going to get. Trust Christ to forgive you of your sins. Ask him to forgive you right now. Pray with me or, and, and recognize that you're a sinner. Listen, to sin means to miss the mark. If you're a sinner, you've missed the mark of perfection. You have to be as perfect as Jesus and you're not. Right now, ask Jesus to forgive you. Dear Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. Tell him that. Ask him to forgive you and, and, and forgive me of my sins. Lord, I repent of my sins and I surrender to you. I will follow you all the days of my life. Listen, if you pray that and you mean it, according to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you are forgiven, if you meant it, that you genuinely surrender. Listen, Jesus loves you. Bible prophecy points us to the Bible to prove that the Bible is all true. Ultimately, it is about the first coming of the Lord Jesus Christ that he came to forgive you. Listen, until next time, God bless. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.